Welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. I'm Trying the Podcast, if you're new, is all about real deal conversations to remind us all that we're just trying day by day. And today's solo episode is going to be a very aligned example of this journey in which we just have to show up during high times and low times and try and try and try again to make change and see things shift and so i'm going to dive right into things here but once again welcome if you're new if you're an og welcome back love to have you here but as i said diving right into things here this episode and this massive life shift i've been going through was inspired by a song a sad song to be specific and maybe not sad maybe more sorrowful but at least to me you know, and we all interpret things differently. However, it's called Slackjaw by Sylvan Esso. And if you don't know who that is, please pause this episode right now or find another device to play it on. Play the song Slackjaw by Sylvan Esso just so you can feel the emotion behind what I'm going to be talking about today. And this beginning part is a bit of an explainer, but still, if you can listen, please do. I promise you it's going to be more of like an immersive experience. It's like seeing a 3D movie. This just takes it a a step further. It it deepens the experience for you. So once you listen, or if you know the song, it's just, the song is one of my favorites. However, I only seem to listen to it when I'm feeling blue. (laughs) Like pretty blue. (laughs) Pretty not well in life. And last time this happened, it just hit me as I was in my car trying not to cry on my drive home. Why do I only listen to this song when I'm in this sad, sorrowful mood? Like, it's such a beautiful song. And, I mean, it's not just that song either. I think in general, like, my sad times are just filled with sad songs, sad shows, sad quotes. And I think probably a lot of you relate to this, and I feel like it is pretty much a generalized thing in which we go to those sort of experiences when we're feeling blue or off or whatever it is. And I think, at least from, from my perspective, that it's because sometimes we feel sad, but we also feel numb. Like we're trying to protect ourselves from that raw emotion. And so we, while we register, oh, I'm feeling sad, we might also feel like a little bit detached or numb to the experience. And it's not, I mean, it's not as though we want to just break down crying every time we feel sad, even though crying is so good for us. And so sometimes you just, you want to feel that emotion. And you want to cry and you want to shake and your mind and body just wants you to feel. And it wants you to experience that emotion and let it go versus just pushing it down and storing it like inside of you. And so I think we're drawn to these external sources of sadness because they're a channel to help us feel. They evoke the emotions we're experiencing and trying to let go of. And I think that's why <laughs> I always go to this song and I feel my heart hurt and tears prick up my eyes and just overall I feel into my emotions because I just, that's what my mind, body, spirit wants me to do and so of course I'm drawn to it. And you know what? I do feel better because if I'm going to listen to music during those times, I at least want to feel like I am moving through the motions versus just trying to, you know, force my way through singing some upbeat song. Like that's just, that's not going to happen, you know? <laughs> And so all that aside, the song itself, Slackjaw, is just so special. And as I said before, the main topic, the main 
it was like the catalyst for this entire shift that I had in mindset and perspective and what I wanted this solo to be about. And it's because of this one line, these lyrics that just cut into my soul every time I listen. And it reads like this. Once again, if you can listen to the song, it just hits so much deeper, but I'll try my best to read it in a poetic way. JK, I won't, but still. It goes, this one part that cuts into my soul every time. I've got all the parts I wished for. I got everything I need. Sometimes I'm above water, but mostly I'm at sea. Oh, slack jaw me, can't you see? There's so many rhythms and harmonies. And then it continues on. But that part, that part I just read, cuts me like a knife. It's like a knife through melty butter or hard butter. I guess my heart's more like semi-frozen. So like, imagine a stick of frozen butter and a knife cutting through it. Like, that's what this song does to me. And... I just, I mean, obviously lyrics can be interpreted differently by everyone. They hold unique meaning to each of us. But these lyrics and the way they spoke to my soul in such a raw way really meant a lot to me. And I'm going to dive into that now. (laughs) So this life I live now is something that little me, teenage me, young adults me dreamed of. Or actually, no, scratch that. I don't even think they dreamed of this life. I don't even think they, like, they could have imagined this could be my life. And I'm not saying my life is like great and grandiose. I could have an entire episode filled with why my life feels like it is falling apart. But regardless, that is because I'm now viewing it that way. My life now compared to what I was living, so vastly different. It is the things that I would have dreamed of if I had even known they were possible. Like all, all those past versions of me knew was life back home, going to college, taking care of family, being stuck in disordered eating, pain, grief, sickness. Past me could never dream outside of the bubble of life back home. And maybe some of you can relate, right? I'm from a very small town. Like I just feel like everything back home in this town is just in this bubble. And even when I go back home to visit, I feel like I'm absorbed back into this bubble, and I, I, part of me just itches to break free again and be back out into the world and my freedom and myself. But once I popped that bubble back, back in the day, two years ago, <laughs> once I started to wake up and realize I wanted more for my life and started to kind of dream of the life I have now, that's when I decided to move to Austin and just try my best to change and make things happen. But what happened in the midst of creating my current life of following the dream is that I got swept up. I was young. I was moving into a brand new city. I had no stable ground beneath me. It was, I'm a very earthy person for my astrology peeps. I am Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo, and literally like two thirds of my, my entire chart is in earth signs. Like I am an earthy bitch through and through. Moving here to Austin, uprooting everything I knew was like, It was as though I was living in the clouds because I had no grounding, no stability, no roots. And while living in the clouds can be fucking great, it can also not be. (laughs) Too much of anything is not great. And I was just too stuck in floaty, airy realm. Like I was constantly like my body, mind, emotions, everything were just shifting and changing, trying to adapt to this flighty life where I was just go, go, go. I got swept up 
in just the hustle culture and diet culture again and poor influence and my depression and my pain and distraction and avoidance and limiting beliefs and a self-imposed cage of struggle. And so for the past two years of being here, I was living in the cloud, so to speak, of it just felt like my head was in the clouds. I was just always daydreaming and thinking of this and thinking of that, like so scatterminded and flighty. And I felt like my feet were never touching the ground. And I was just yearning for this like stable grounding energy. And I just was so swept up in all of it. And because of that, like that's all a very exuberant way of explaining. I never took time to look at my life, to live my life and to actually create a life I love. I was stuck in this hamster wheel. I was stuck in these patterns, these cycles, swept up in this current where I was just go, go, go. Like I, I was just essentially clocking in and clocking out. And I think that's why listening to the song broke me a bit in a way because it made me realize I do have all the parts. I have everything I had wished for when I first moved here everything I need to survive and live, and yet I'm still not happy. I'm still not content. I'm still treading water every day, metaphorically, just to keep my damn head above water. I mean, I was, right? I'm, I'm speaking now from a place where I'm shifting things, but this was me about like two, three months ago coming to this conclusion. And I was exhausted with that. I was tired of fighting myself and my mind every damn day, tired of living in this like near constant state of anxiety or depression or fight or flight mode, sadness, like whatever it was, just constantly feeling like I needed more, like there was more to come. I just, as though I just had to keep going. It felt like if I stopped for even a moment, everything would either come crumbling down or I'd get behind or I just wouldn't achieve what I thought I needed to achieve or get or experience in order to be happy. I, I thought I was, I was essentially just like chasing happiness, but the idea of happiness was ever evolving. And so I'd reach a milestone, but then suddenly it'd be like, well, I'll be happy when I get to this point, you know? And so realizing why the song hit so deep was a light bulb moment going off in my head. I remember the car ride when I was starting to cry from the song and the light bulb moment going off in my head of, I have the life I always dreamed of, and yet I'm still not happy because I do not love my life. I have built an amazing life for myself here and yet never took time to appreciate it or to live it. I worked myself into the ground, completely draining my mind, body, energy to create this life, working 60 hour weeks, four to five jobs, sacrificing friendships and fun, staying home and alone to work, and just prioritizing all the wrong things for what I truly wanted in life. I wanted, and I want, to feel joy, to be free, to be happy, content, grounded. And I thought that what I was doing would get me there, never realizing that I was so stuck up in the external and everything like happening in my life and going on and keeping up with the ever-evolving shifts of culture and society and then yeah so here I found myself about four or five months ago realizing I have the beautiful apartment I dreamed of truly could have dreamed of the fancy gadgets the wellness product products the wardrobe the jobs the connections etc etc I I 
have these things that I always thought would make me happy. And yet here I found myself three, four, five months ago and before that as well, just not, not there. (laughs) And that this song really made me see all of this. And then I myself, right, the song kind of clicked with me, you know, but I myself found the inspiration, the motivation and the empowerment to then actually create the change in my life. And that's what I'm talking about today. How I've shifted my mindset, my approach to life to create an existence that I actually love and I actually appreciate. And I do want to say one thing and that is that when I'm talking about loving life, I'm not saying 24-7 happiness, toxic positivity vibes, but in the real raw way that you might love another person, for instance, in which you accept this person for all they are flaws and all you are open to loving them through the changes that may come and you understand that things may evolve you understand that in a few months or in a few years your love for this person may shift and grow and evolve in different ways but if it's you know true and if it's a love that's meant to last like the root and the seed and the core of it will remain there and i think that's the best way i could think to explain this love of life and love for life that I want to, uh, I want to ex- exude and I want to share with you all today. It is the idea that loving life does not mean your life is perfect. You have it figured out. You have everything you always wanted, blah, blah, blah. Your needs might not even be met. You might be struggling, every, whatever it is. The core is that do you love the life you're creating? Do you love the life you're living? Because I do not think, just like you wouldn't expect your partner to have every little thing that you could, I mean, maybe your partner has everything you you know that you would like in a partner, but I'm sure there are so many things where you're just not even aware of like these attributes or characteristics, whatever it is. I think you can probably understand what I'm saying in that you can love your life and not have everything. And you can, I think it's, mostly a mindset to be in and that's why I'm it's a little bit tricky for me to try to like explain it but I'm going to walk through just sort of like the questions and things that I did to kind of deepen this process for me and the first step was asking myself do I love my life and if not how can I come to love it and that's a big question to ask yourself That is a deep question to answer. And for me, the answer was no. I realized that I didn't love my life. I'd created a life that I thought would bring me happiness. I thought I would love. But in the midst of creating it and maintaining it, I had slacked on the little parts of life that actually make me love life of having that person I can call when shit hits the fan, of being able to enjoy my own company and create peace within my mind, of being able to respect and honor the promises I make to myself, of being able to show up for my friend and be there for them, right? Like the list goes on and on. I all the true important core facets of life that make me love life, I had neglected 
in pursuit of these external, more like outward focused attributes. And that's why I think we can love parts of our life, like our job, our partner, our material goods, our cat and dogs. But do we actually love our life? If we lost that job, that partner, or that one part of our life, would we love what's left? That, (laughs) that is a big and possibly frightening question and realization to consider. And I know for me, that was what really shook me of, I realized if these certain parts of my life were to go away, I, what, who would I be? Not even like what I love my life, just like who would I be? I had put so much of myself, my identity, my worth, my happiness into these external things that while might be around forever, might also not be. And so I just came to the realization, A, I never want to pour all of my worth, happiness, contentment, joy, whatever it is, into one thing or one person. I want to feel that for myself. I want to be the source of that for myself. I want my life (laughs) to be that for me. And so the question became, how can I create a life I love at its core and then enjoy all the additional love along the way? So how can I love my life at its core baseline living and then everything else are just like plus ones and additionals? I find an amazing partner that brings so much more love into my life. Amazing. I love it. I find a job or an opportunity or I travel, whatever it is, and it brings so much in my life. Great. I love it. Another like another fountain faucet of love into my life. But when those things shift or fade or go away or whatever it is, I won't be left hanging dry because my, my internal faucet, I don't know where this metaphor came from. I'm just flowing guys. Let's flow with it. This internal faucet, these internal pipes of my love for my life will always be running. They will always be flowing so long as I, you know, take attention and be aware and put the intention into maintaining that. And then every other aspect of my life that I love and brings me love and brings me all these experiences in my life, they're just additional like faucets or water sources. (laughs) This metaphor is so weird, guys. I'm sorry, but we're going with it. I think you, I think you get what I say. I'm saying though, okay? I just, I personally realized I know, I, I just, I never want my zest and my love for life to depend on something outside of me. And starting to think into that and understand that was a huge mindset shift for me. It had me evaluating so many aspects of my life, you know, jobs and hobbies and habits and people and all of that. And you may, I think this is another thing, this is another thing to consider is that you may love this season of your life and then 10 years, 10 years, (laughs) well, yeah, 10 years, but much sooner than that, 10 months down the road, hell, maybe 10 weeks down the road, you'll realize you've grown, things have shifted. And so you make the changes needed to love this new season of life. And I think that kind of goes back to that analogy I was using with like loving another person earlier, right? 
So part of this experience and part of this journey that I've been going on is, okay, how do I create a life I love? But also, how do I make sure that it's just like, I'm okay, I'm doing these check-ins and I'm okay with the fact that things might shift and I might come to love my life in new ways and life might shift and turn and it might be hard to love it at times, but I'm always going to try to come back to this baseline of shifting and evolving to constantly just like keep my life at a, at a state I love, right? At least really, really deeply appreciate. <laughs> so I think the core of what I learned from this experience was that so much of what I was doing was to please and impress others, live up to unrealistic expectations I had set in my mind, or to just really go the easier route of trying to source joy, happiness, love, whatever it is through external sources. I wasn't living life for me. I was just living to get by. As I said before, I was kind of clocking in and out of life every day in this sort of like numb, wake up, do this, go to sleep, blah, blah, blah. Just detached, stuck in the motion, so to speak. So how I went about making this shift to be where I'm at today is started with more self-awareness. We love her. Self-awareness is amazing. She is the best. Taking, and then I also was from there went into taking intentional action, aligned actions, and then shifting my mindsets with life in general. So becoming aware of all the areas of my life that were draining my energy or making me feel shitty about life, becoming aware of what lit me up and what I craved more of, and then checking in with myself throughout the day. Is this aligned with the life I want to live? Is this action, moment, job, person, habit, etc. aligned with love? And these awareness practices and check-ins really helped show me what I wanted to shift and then how I wanted to shift it. Once again, that can be hard <laughs> because next thing you know, you're sitting at lunch with this person that's been in your life and you realize, I don't know how much more often I want to do this. I really don't feel like this person is like really aligned with this life I want to live and be loving and that's okay. We don't have to be the people pleaser that is friends with everyone and agrees to everything and goes out with everyone like... Sometimes we, we just aren't meant to match in that way. <laughs> and that's part of setting boundaries. It's part of knowing yourself. Same thing could go for a job. You might be in this amazing job that checks off all the boxes for what society deems successful or amazing. And you might start thinking about these questions and realize, I don't think this is what I truly want. I don't think this helps me love my life. And while it's okay, once again, to have seasons where maybe maybe you're kind of you're you're stuck in that position right and I'm not saying like with all of this right you can just like up and go sometimes life is much more challenging but I think it is then realizing okay my job's draining my energy it is not aligned with this life it's not making me love life however I I am in it you know I need the money I need the position it can't change okay well I'm going to do a bit more work to make all these other areas of my life feel very good so that I can try to build more and more of this like love for life. And I think a big part of it is also just being aware. I know for me, I was stuck in a job I didn't want to be in for months. I didn't feel like I was in the position to, like I could leave. And so instead I was like, how can I love life in all the other areas 
so that this job, although it keeps draining me and it's not aligned with me, isn't as making as big of an impact. And so I like amped up other areas of my life. I amped up my self-care. I made those days I worked at that job when I came home, I made those nights like a little bit extra like self-love, like being very intentional with making my dinner, journaling, doing like release meditations, like things to get my energy shifting and moving. So hopefully that sort of makes sense. But from there, once I worked on like awareness and really thinking through things, I would start to take intentional action, more of like the physical change aspect, I suppose. So I started to analyze my daily routine, habits, actions, and determine what I wanted to stay and what I wanted to change. So a few examples, I wanted to change how much time I spent on social media. And so I started to set time restrictions on my phone. Now granted, (laughs) these only work if you build the self-awareness and care and discipline to actually listen to the time constraint message instead of just clicking need more time, 15 more minutes, lol. Because that, that was me for a long time. Sometimes I still do it. But regardless, I had realized I like me being on social media as much as I used to be was not aligned with this life of love. <laughs> it was not making me love life anymore. It was draining me. It was adding to sort of this like almost toxic. It was just I had created a toxic environment with it. It wasn't social media's fault. It was my relationship to it. And so I started taking the effort and change in action to change that. And now my I'm much better with social media. I listen to my timers most days. I have good boundaries and I've I'm sure that I my love for life right now 100% is be partially because of working on that relationship to social media because it was affecting my time, my mood, my energy, my productivity, so many areas of my life. Um, Another example would be I wanted to create a peaceful, intentional start to my day plus end to my day. Uh, So I started to really try and create a morning and evening routine. I will say morning routine was easier. (laughs) And at first this was as simple as having a to-do list every day that said yoga slash breath work or meditation for my morning. And most days this would be just like five minutes of either stretching on my mat or doing yoga and then like two, three minutes of just sitting and breathing or just sitting and being with myself sort of in meditation. And because it was like, I kind of created it into like a to-do list, building it into a a habit, it then became so much easier and natural and is now just a seamless part of my day and routine. And then granted, like five minutes turned into 10 and sometimes 15. So like now it's just become a part of my life and I can guarantee for sure that I, my love for life has increased since creating the sort of like intentional, mindful start to my day. Now that doesn't mean you need that, but I'm just saying it was something I knew I wanted. I've wanted to have this sort of morning routine for years. I just never, I never did it. And once I started to kind of phrase it in the mindset of like, I'm doing this to love my life and I'm doing this because I love my life, and I want to show up fully for it and be present for it, that helped change things for me. And evening routine did take a bit more. But once again, it's about building it slowly, creating something that feels good and attainable, and because of that, sustainable for the long run. So then last thing was with all of this also came the mindset shifts. I realized part of why I was so unhappy with my life was because of these mindsets that I felt stuck in. Things like, I need to work X amount of hours to be considered hardworking and productive. 
I need to make X amount of money or have this many followers or achieve this to be successful. I need a life partner because I'll feel less lonely and less depressed and because I want one. (laughs) Um, My apartment isn't aesthetic enough and I need to buy XYZ and then it'll be be perfect and it'll make my Instagram do better and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Um, Even as far as to say I'd feel better and more confident if I looked like her. Oof, did that one hit hard. And I'm sure some of you can relate to those. And I mean, it's like, damn, think about it for a second. We're living day by day with these thoughts on like a loop in our mind of what we need to be happy or successful or content or to just essentially love our life, right? Saying I'll be happy when is the same as saying I'll love my life when. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's a trade-off. And so, I mean, I'm sure, once again, with those things I just listed above as well, yes, they can make our life look or feel a certain way, and they might bring temporary happiness, I suppose, but none of those mindsets or none of those things or experiences or whatever it be will ever fully hand in on their promise <laughs> of making things suddenly better, of making you love your life. And I, and I know this for myself, at least, because I was living it. I was making the money, I was working the hours, I was furnishing my apartment in that way, I was doing all these things and yet the once the temporary happiness and high of it faded, I was left with the realization of, hmm, yeah, that that didn't cut it. I feel like I have finally found this place of intentionally living a life that I love and things aren't perfect. I still struggle in my own ways and I try to talk about these openly I'm not financially secure. I don't have a stable job. I don't have the partner. Um, I still get pretty depressed. I still have these health struggles going on. Um, I still feel lonely. All these things, right? I'm still experiencing all the emotions and the experiences. But I've also started to really release the need for those things to be perfect. I've come to understand that life ebbs and flows in this beautifully chaotic way. And I can still love my life while working through it. And so I've created and shifted into a life that I do love at its core. And I have deep gratitude and appreciation for it now. And I could not have said that four months ago. August 2022 and beyond, before all the time before that, nope, you'd never catch me saying that. Which makes me sad, but also we're here now. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm okay with figuring out everything else for this season. And I just feel like I'm finally living my life and I'm present for it and alive for it and not stuck in the hamster wheel of clocking in, clocking out. And I'm sure it'll shift. I'll face new challenges and my faith and my love for life will be tested. But I am hopeful that these lessons and things I've really shifted and worked through will stick with me and support me throughout it all. And I hope the same for you. Like I... There are no magic words or routines or advice that I can say and be like, here, do this, say this, believe this, and your life will be better. But I do hope that these episodes and the words I do share and the advice I do share get you thinking and maybe give you some inspiration or motivation or empowerment to just kind of start on your own journey. And I mean, even thinking about these things, listening to podcasts like this is such a step forward. And it's, they're all just like the little seeds along the way that eventually one of them will sprout and change will start to happen for you. And that's all I can hope for, to at least help one of you, or hopefully many of you, <laughs> moving through these wild times. So that's about all I have for today. Hopefully 
hopefully it makes sense and I wasn't too rambly, but thank you for tuning in. And if this episode did resonate with you, I'd love to chat about it. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels and stay tuned. There's some cool, exciting things I'm doing coming up soon. I'll be sharing about them as they come out. But in the meantime, any all support goes a long way. Rates, reviews, sharing with a friend, sharing on IG, all little ways to support the show in a rather big way. So thank you, thank you. Big gratitude, big love for you all. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.